You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Doing fine, making the trek back from Tuscaloosa, America's number one basketball town. Ah, that's good. And America's number one health, great-tasting chocolate bar is Built Bar. And I'll talk about them in just a bit because I forgot to bring my Built Bars to Birmingham, and I'm pretty pissed about it at myself, but really mostly at my wife because she knows I forget stuff. She should tell me this. Um, <laughs> I'm not really mad at her. Y'all calm down. Any women that are listening, I'm sorry. I'm women power up with women, uh, everything. Um, Jimmy, speaking of things that are up, Alabama's basketball prospects are way up. 8-0 in the SEC after an incredibly hard-fought game against Mississippi State. It wasn't that pretty. Um, it was, in fact, I went out with some friends last night for an early dinner, and I had the I recorded it, so I watched it. When I, I got home, I woke up at 3 because I'm a terrible sleeper, and I went out and watched the game at 3 o'clock this morning, and uh, it almost put me back to sleep. But uh, overall, I thought it was one of those games that the previous regimes 100% would lose. And so to get over the, the hump of, of this game with, with a victory, I don't care what the victory's by, uh, was huge. Yeah, I think a little much. I've read a lot. I mean, I, I, think, I think your take is an extremely common take. You know, Alabama didn't play well. Uh, and, and that's true. We didn't play as well as we have been playing. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how you play as well as he did against LSU in consecutive games. I mean, I just didn't expect to see that. Uh, I, I thought Alabama played a little better uh, than, than the most common takes in, in the sense that Mississippi State's a good team. They're a, a potential uh, NCAA tournament team. They certainly have a couple of dudes. We were due not to play well. We were missing yet another big guy. And while I don't think that missing Rojas is something that's that's particularly crippling, Alabama's best trait really is the depth. But now you're down Bruner, you're down Rojas, and you're playing against a team that's pretty big. Uh, State's a big team, and I think they took advantage of that, uh, particularly in the first half in the paint. And um, so, so we're a little undermanned. Not, not to say that we weren't didn't have as many good guys as Mississippi State had, but just you know having one more big guy missing, um, and and coming off the best performance of the season. I think when you factor all that in, the fact that Alabama beat a good team uh, by eight, it wasn't a one point win. Didn't take a last second shot. It was it was an eight point win. Uh, almost covered one basket short of covering the spread. So I think Alabama played a little better uh, than, than, than a lot of the Alabama fans and writers give them credit for. But uh, I would certainly agree with anyone, including you, that it, it was not Alabama's best performance of the year uh, by any means and, and wasn't among the best performances, but it was good enough to beat Mississippi State, which means it was, it was pretty damn good. You know, it's kind of wild how our expectations change because, um, I mean, even from this year, I mean, after the Clemson game, I mean, I was, and after the Western Kentucky game, I was beginning to get a little down about it. I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, but uh, 
it, you're right. I mean, last year, if we had won this game 81 to 73, I'd be jumping through hoops saying, I can't believe the grittiness of this team. But we are, we've been playing so well, uh, we were due a come down. And so I'm not, I'm not actually faulting the team. This may be a backhanded compliment in some people's minds, but I believe that if you're able to get a victory like this in front of practically nobody uh, with uh, an injury to Bruner, with uh, Rojas being out, with uh, Herb Jones continuing to be a, a literal walking ER room. I mean, wait a minute, that's redundant because the ER room is is an emergency room. I mean, it's not an emergency room room. But um, so he's just a walking ambulance. How about that? I mean, it seems like he just gets hurt all the time. And the funny thing is, they're only 40 minutes in a basketball game, right? Herb yeah. Jones, though he got hurt, though he jogged back to the locker room for something, uh, I, I, he landed on his tailbone funny is what it looked like to me. He played 37 minutes, Jimmy. How, how do you have enough time to jog, to get hurt, jog back to the locker room, come back and play 37 of 40 minutes? I don't know how the man does it. He is, I mean, honestly, he, he is really a, a sight to be, behold. I mean, he's got a very, um, in, a, in a different way, obviously, different styles, but a very Rory Rogers, Michael Ansley feel to me where he's really integral to this team and he's not going to be, uh, he's not going to be lauded with praise like he should be. Now, Ansley in his senior year, I think he had a several really good games, and I think he made first team All SEC. And Roy Rogers did too. But um, at the same time, they they're kind of forgotten dudes. I, I hope Herb's not that guy because he has been awesome. I mean, he's just he's a warrior, man. And I don't use that term lightly, uh, but but he really is. Well, like you say, as a walk-in ambulance, and by the way, if you're badly injured in, in an accident uh, and you call for an ambulance, be sure to mention that you don't want the walking one. You know, you don't want – that's not the one you want coming to rescue you, by the way. Uh, but Herb is That'd a walking be, ambulance. That, well, that would be a bad health care plan right there. <laughs> it's cheaper. You it's shouldn't deliver ambulance. Yeah. yeah, send Herb Jones. Tell him just to walk over. Uh, you know, but he, he he's he's the heart and soul of the team. I mean – I don't know that he'll make all SEC. I don't know that he'll be a first-round pick. I don't know what awards are coming for Herb. I just know this. This is the best Alabama basketball team in forever. We could argue about how long it's been since we've been this good, but it's been a long time. And Herb Jones is the heart and the soul of that team. The team would not be nearly as good without Herb. Now, is he the best player on the team? Is he the most talented kid? Is he one of the great Alabama basketball players of all time? I don't know that any of that is fair, but he is the heart and soul of the team. No, there's no question about it. Uh, Jimmy, we have a new sponsor, uh, excitingly. Uh, it's Keeps, keeps.com. That's K-E-E-P-S.com. You've seen their commercials. And as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. You know this. Jimmy, you and I are kind of blessed. I mean, we have a lot of hair. I'm I'm almost 50. You are 64, if memory serves. So, I mean, you're doing really well to keep all your hair. And mine is... Uh, I feel 64. There's a difference. <laughs> you have the athletic ability of a 64-year-old dead orangutan. That's what I meant to say. Uh, but anyway. Herb's the walking ambulance. I'm the walking hearse. <laughs> Uh, as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair, though. It really is. 
uh, from how it feels after getting a fresh cut, which I love. I love after a haircut feel uh, to perfectly styling it before you go out. I'm also blessed because I don't have to style it. I keep it cut. I've had the same haircut since first grade, so I can just let it air dry, run my fingers through it, and I'm ready to rock. But that's when we need to get it. We get into our 20s and 30s sometimes, some of us out there, and start losing your hair. And, you know, it's an issue. I mean, you, you, your identity is wrapped up in this thing. Um, so please give Keeps a shot at K-E-E-P-S. It's a way to keep your hair. Keeps.com. That's what you want to go check out. In fact, you want to do, take it one step further and go to K-E-E-P-S.com slash locked on. That's where you want to go. Um, and I'm telling you, you're going to love this, uh, product locked on college. Actually, I said slash locked on, but it's locked on college and, um, it's K E E P S.com slash locked on college. And, uh, if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to that website. You receive a first month of treatment for free. I can't, I can't do any better than that for you people. I can't do say, Hey, give them more stuff. If they're already giving it for free, that's the best I can do. So you need to go check them out. A brand new sponsor. We truly appreciate them coming on board. Um, and I'm telling you, I know some folks that have tried Keeps and have been very, very happy with it uh, before they even became a sponsor. But now that they are a sponsor, uh, I, I can't, I'm glad I get to share this with everybody. So go check out keeps.com backslash locked on college. Jimmy, I also want to tell everybody about Built Bar. I told you in the, earlier in the podcast, I forgot my Built Bars. Uh, I left him in Alexander City. I'm mad at myself. I have nobody to blame but me. And um, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm craving them. I'm really craving them. I'm hungry. I'm going to try and do uh, fewer carbs here because I took a picture of me last night and I'm chunking up just a hair. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start eating more built bars and eating less French fries. That's going to be a problem for me initially. But, you know, I love French fries, but I'm going to cut them out. I'm going to quit eating ice cream. I'm a once a day ice cream guy. Uh, it, I'm more likely to eat ice cream twice a day than I am not eat ice cream at all. So it's going to be tough for me to do that. But Built Bar is going to help because it's sweet. It's delicious. I have a sweet tooth and uh, it's good for a keto diet. The Built Bar is perfect to help you maintain or lose weight. And I'm trying to lose weight. So Built Bar is the way I'm going to go. You love the banana nut bread. I love the carrot cake, but they're all good. All 18 various flavors they have are all delicious. Go to BuiltBar.com. And use promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your order. That's B U I L T B A R dot com, promo code locked on. Jimmy, <laughs> I had a thought while I was doing a live read, I was multitasking in my own head that uh, I wonder when Herb gets in his car, which I assume is a Dodge Charger, when he gets in his Dodge Charger, <laughs> does, of course it is. when he gets in his Dodge Charger, does the car just automatically go to DCH? <laughs> it's programmed in her it, I mean, incredible i mean 37 minutes when i wondered if he was gonna be carted off the court and he's already playing hurt and he looked dead for a minute <laughs> he, he did, did he? He, no no i thought he was i thought he was seriously hurt and of course like every other alabama fan when herb hits the floor hard <laughs> you immediately go to oh crap it's the wrist again you i know, know he, he, he tried to break his fall with his wrist and broke his wrist for the, it's like, you know, Herb's wrist is like a Rocky Balboa's nose. I mean, you know, it's not going to make it all the way through the movie. You just wonder at what point is it going to break, you know, while I'm watching this. And, uh, that, that's kind of, and, and, but Herb some, somehow manages to be, like I said on Twitter last night, 
despite all of it, Herb somehow manages to be our player of the game. He was the player of the game again. It's amazing. Uh, he, he fills the stat sheet. And it's not because of the points. I know points are sexy. Points are, you know, points are hot. Points are what gets you on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Herb fills every stat column. If there's a stat column, Herb puts a number in it, including broken bones. But he does put a number in each stat column. Points, assists, rebounds, uh, you know, diving for loose balls on the floor, diving into the audience to, to try to save a ball from going out of bounds. Uh, there is nothing that Herb doesn't do during the course of the game to help his team win. And uh, I bet Nate does this without much prodding. Uh, Nate has that hard hat award that he gives to the, the player that showed the most hustle. And it's actually not a subjective thing. They actually keep yeah. some sort of point thing that the coaching staff keeps to determine who has the most hustle points and whoever has the most hustle points wins that hard hat, right? Herb wins the hard hat every night, every night. And I think when Herb leaves, I'm not going to be surprised at all if Nate just renames the freaking award to the Herb Jones hard hat award because Herb has won it so much. I think that, um, I don't think that it's really even a question of who's going to win it anymore. And I think this is all a ploy by coach Nate Oates to get Herb Jones to wear the hard hat on the court while he's playing. So he can't get hurt anymore. <laughs> that, would, that would be a, like, am I the only Alabama fan that is literally considered the mental image of, of Herb Jones having to go out on the court? Like they're saying, okay, in the in his last game, Herb Jones. Did you see what the kid from Ramsey, who's committed to Mississippi State, did to the basketball goal the other night? By the way, I did I, I saw that highlight when the basketball okay. goal practically made the entire roof cave in on the on the court. And I can't. I mean, if if that had hit one person, it kills them. I mean, there's no doubt. And so yep. everybody would have been sued. Me, you, everybody for watching the video. <laughs> we would have been sued. But um, my 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 thought was. If that was Herb Jones, the goal would have hit him, shattered every bone in his body. He would be in a full body cast, peeing and drinking through a straw. And the next day they'd be like, Herb Jones is uh, doubtful for this game. Oh, my God. There he is. He's in the starting lineup. He's in a full body cast, yet he has on the entire you know Alabama basketball outfit. He's wearing these makeshift uh, tennis ball slash – high tops you know like people put on the end of their walkers and he still gets four rebounds blocks two shots has three assists and he's 0 for 6 from the uh three-point line but that's the only negative stat and he gets a player of the game i can see that happening yeah i think uh herb herb uh, herb, herb one day is going to leave uh this earth one day hopefully several several decades from now but he's going to leave this earth and three days after the funeral, he's going to grab six rebounds and uh, three assists. <laughs> I, I just had another thought. Herb is going to die in the most innocuous way possible. Like, he's going to break every bone in his body throughout his career. He's going to play in the NBA for 15 years. He's going to break everything but still play. He's going to play – how many games do they play in the NBA? Like 82. He's going to play uh, 79 of 82 games every year. Um, he's going to make a gazillion dollars. And it, when he finally retires and they have this big family gathering at his retirement party, he's going to choke to death on a crouton. That's the only thing that's going <laughs> to kill Herb Jones. Because nothing else can kill him. He's unkillable. 
He's been, uh, and, and again, I mean, you know, with all, all, all the jokes aside, he, he literally is the heart and soul of the oh, best Alabama person. basketball team in decades. And uh, there, there's no, you can take out Petty, Alabama would win. You can take out yeah. Shaq, Alabama could win. You yes. could take out Primo. You could take out Primo and Shaq, and Alabama's still yes. going to win some games. But if you take yes. out Herb Jones, if you take out Herb Jones, Alabama's not going to win games. And I think he knows that, Jimmy, but he's so humble and nice. I think he knows this, and I think that's why he wants so badly to come back in. It's not like, yes, he has the the mentality of, I'm, you know, he's a competitor and all that shit. But at the same time, I think he knows how important he is to the team. And, like, that that's what drives him. At least that's, that's what I want to believe. I, I, I'm, I'm acting as if I've talked to Herb Jones about this. I have not. But, I, <laughs> I mean – just watching him play, he seems like such a team dude that, you know, look, when I was hurt, I, I'll tell a story that's uh, about 92 shades different than the Herb Jones story. But when I was in high school, I was having the best game of my life in the first quarter, right? I had like, you know, we, we'd been playing maybe three minutes and I already had 10 points and I landed on somebody's foot and, it, and it, um, at the, I didn't know it, but I had a stress fracture and I tried to shoot the free throws and I just collapsed because my I just fell. I mean, I couldn't put any weight on my leg. And so I said, well, tape it up. I want to go back in, you know, but I remember distinctly thinking, I want to go back in because I'm playing so well and I want to get back out there and kick ass. I think Herb Jones is like, I want to get back out there because they need me. I wish I thought like Herb Jones is what I'm saying. I feel like he is the ultimate team dude. Well, Uh, you disagree or? Uh, no, he, no, 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 I, I, I don't at all. He, he is the ultimate. Team player. I'm telling. He's he's maybe the ultimate team player in Alabama basketball history. I mean, in terms Great. of, you know, I, I've seen. We're not the first to compare Herb Jones to Devonte Smith, and I'm not comparing Herb in the Great. sense that Herb's going to win the the Naismith, which is the basketball equivalent of the Heisman. He's not going to do that. He's not going to be in the top thirty candidates to do that. But what Herb is is he's the heart and soul of the team, but he is also the most humble guy on it. One of the reasons her plays so hard is he's just got this mentality like he's just lucky to be on the team. And Devontae acts the same way, yeah, even though he's a superstar player. So they have, a very sim- they have very similar personalities, Herb Jones and Devontae Smith. And that personality is what help- helps make them great because it-, it lends itself to how they play. They play humble. They don't yep. just sound humble when they speak. They play that way. They play like they bring their lunch pail to work even though they're superstars and uh god we're just uh, lucky that herb has stuck around for four years god and, and i mean god help us all if for some reason at, that i could never possibly fathom herb jones wanted to come back for one more year i, I don't know how we don't rename it herb jones coliseum <laughs> he'd be playing in herb jones coliseum and herb jones town they should, they should rename the whole city after him if he does that. But no, I, I think honestly, I, I don't think he's in any mock. I've seen a couple of NBA first-round mock drafts already for next June. Uh, I've not seen Herb in any of the first rounds. Uh, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean he won't be drafted in the first round. But I personally, from what little I know as a non-drafting basketball expert, as a non-expert in that field, I think I've seen enough to where I believe all right, Jimmy just went out. Um, he is once again floating in deep space. I don't know if he can hear me. He will intermittently come in. J- Jimmy, or testing, testing. Jimmy, are you with us? 
You mean he's not with us? I'm so, I'm, I'm here, but I'm in a uh, rural area now. Is it somewhere between Saturn and Uranus? <laughs> all right, Jimmy. Uh, all right, Jimmy. Is dashing to this keeps hair location. You were talking. About. <laughs> All right, I'm muting Jimmy for everybody's sake, and I'm going to read uh, this Bet Online live read, and hopefully Jimmy will be back with us here in a minute. BetOnline.ag is where you want to go to place your bets. Look, I know the uh, AFC and NFC Championship games have already happened. I have no idea who won because I'm call- we're cutting this before the games, but um, hopefully you bet on the right teams, and hopefully you did it through BetOnline.ag using the promo code Locked On because you would get fifty percent of what you bet, you get a 50% bonus if you use that promo code at betonline.ag. I'll tell you how good these guys are. Alabama was a nine-point favorite. They won the game by eight. I mean, it just, you know, they, they nailed their spreads. They know what they're doing. They're, they're great people, easy to get paid, easy to pay, easy to play, uh, very user-friendly. Look, if Jimmy can operate it and I can operate it, anybody can operate it. So go to betonline.ag. You'll be glad you did. Use the promo code Locked On. And uh, go check them out as quickly as possible. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. That's betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On when you make that first deposit, and you'll get a 50% bonus. Jimmy, are you back with us? That will be no. Jimmy is not back with us. So what I'm going to do for this final segment is talk about, and I really wish Jimmy was with us, but I'll let him do it. I'm here now. Oh, oh my God, there he is. Jimmy, good. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit, a bit about, um, first of all, before we get into football for a second, I wanted to mention that, um, that this Kentucky game coming up, I'm telling y'all, I know Kentucky's not been playing well, even, and even though they beat LSU this past Saturday night, LSU's not playing well either. Um, I am worried to death that this LSU team could come in and win. They've got some bigs, and we're apparently going to be down Bruner. It sounds like Rojas has the, the Rona, so he could be out. We're going to be. We're going to have to play super small ball against Kentucky, and it's one thing to do it against Mississippi State. It's a whole another bag of wax, if that's the <laughs> the old saying. To uh, I don't know where you get a bag of wax, but um, to do it against Kentucky, the Wildcats or something else when they are playing uh, full bore, but they just hadn't done it all year long. I just hope it doesn't start start Tuesday. Having said that, Jimmy, a couple of football things. Uh, what can you tell us about the coaching search? Because it sounds like Jay Graham and Robert Gillespie are the two hot names right now. Yeah, Robert Gillespie, uh, I believe, is in the bag. We can go ahead. If you want to call it reporting that, we're actually not the first to report it. I think it was first reported by Matt Zenitz with AL.com and then Bruce Feldman with The Athletic. But Robert Gillespie will be our new running backs coach. I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, we could go over his whole resume. But but all that we really needs to be said about how good Gillespie is at his job, he was a running backs coach at North Carolina this past season, two of the first five running backs taken in this draft. Najee Harris will be the first or the second. Najee and Travis Etienne will probably be the first and second back taken in this draft. But two of the top five backs taken, both played for North Carolina and Robert Gillespie. And Gillespie's been coaching these cats three years. So Gillespie uh, also coached Alvin Kamara at Tennessee. He coached Kendall Hunter at Oklahoma State. Uh, He's a very good recruiter. He played at Florida. Uh, he is from the Carolinas. Uh, well, I'm, so I'm sure he'll recruit there. I think he was born in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, so Robert Gillespie will be our new running backs coach, and uh, he has a resume to get really excited about. Yeah, and he's a hell of a recruiter too. And Jay Graham, I mean, I remember him really well. 
uh, from his time at Tennessee. Uh, it's kind of ironic that we're getting a dude who played at Florida and a dude who played at Tennessee, right? Um, but Jay Graham um, had the big run against Alabama in 1996, I think it was. 96. Yeah, in the rain. I was there for that game when Peyton Manning was just trying to run the clock out to get to overtime, and Graham just broke free and, and raced uh, for a touchdown that ended the game, essentially. So, um, yeah, anyway, I think those would be two pretty stellar hires. And going back to Tennessee for a second, uh, at least today, now something may happen by the time I actually put this out uh, to to now or to – I don't know how to uh, – Jimmy, I'm sorry. I went out last night. I'm not talking right. But um, <laughs> apparently P.J. Fleck is now like the leader in the clubhouse for the Tennessee job. I mean, I, you know, okay. Um, that's surprising I, to me. I mean, it's a, that's the first I've, I've heard of it been a little a little disconnected here. But uh, I, I, I think a lot of P.J. Fleck, and I would say that he did a fantastic job in northern Illinois. He was impressive at Minnesota. I, w- I would use the word impressive, not awesome. He definitely improved Minnesota's program uh, in a short period of time. But my first hesitation about P.J. Fleck at Tennessee, if I was a Vol fan, is fish out of water. I mean, I – I'm not sure P.J. Fleck screams SEC and, and, and having to recruit against SEC programs, sign SEC athletes. Uh, there's a little bit of Fran to him, a little bit of Brian Kelly to him that I'm not sure is going to translate well. He just – I mean, he's not odd. He's not weird, but he's not the Southern stereotype, I guess you'd say. Now, Nick Saban, you know, coached at Michigan State before he got to LSU, so he wouldn't be the first guy from the from – the, Big Ten to come to the SEC and have success. I, I'm just a little surprised based on who's out there that they would land on PJ Fleck. But again, I'm not going to talk trash about the guy because he's been, he was very good at Northern Illinois and he did go to a bad situation at Minnesota and he definitely improved their program quickly. And uh, well, he's a young guy. He's a young guy and he beat Alabama. People won't remember. He was the coach at Northern Illinois. No, no, he, did he play for Northern? He played for Northern Illinois. Uh, when uh, Northern Illinois upset Alabama in 2004, uh, PJ Fleck was on that Northern Illinois Jesus, team. He was, he's that young? Yeah, yeah. He played well, on, listen, in 04. He played let me, in 04. Let me stop you before you talk any more about it because Jay Nichols Sports, whatever the hell that is, says sources Clemson offensive coordinator Tony Elliott has been offered the Tennessee head coaching job and he's ex- expected to accept. Um, oh, okay. That, I mean, that makes a little more sense. That makes a little more sense to me. Although, honestly, to be honest, here I am. I, I guess I'm, it sounds like I'm going to trash anything Tennessee does, which isn't true. But but here's my thing about that. Uh, I'm not surprised at all that they would pick Tony Elliott, and, and I think that that might be a better fit, and I think it's a good hire. But in the same sense, and since Tony Elliott, to my knowledge, has never been a head coach before, if you asked me at Alabama, you said, Jimmy, uh, Nick Saban left. Alabama has to hire a new coach for next season. Do you want P.J. Fleck to be the coach or Tony Elliott? I would go with P.J. Fleck because we know he's good. We know he's good. He's, he's, he won at Northern Illinois. He was improving Minnesota. We know he's good. Tony Elliott never having been a head coach is a gamble. Now, he's a good gamble. He's done a hell of a job at Clemson, and he's a likable guy. But it is a gamble because this is going to be his first head coaching job. Um, yeah, I, I find it just, again, I, yeah, I, I, technically it could be a home run. There's no doubt about it. I mean, and he's certainly 
led some pretty kick-ass offenses over at Clemson. But, you know, I would – if you're asking me which one I want in Tennessee's position, it is definitely P.J. Fleck, somebody who has proven to take a team um, from the bottom of the barrel and at least get them halfway up the barrel. I mean, no, he hasn't taken them to the top, but, I mean, it's right. Minnesota. And, it, frankly, he's going to have a harder time taking Tennessee – uh, that far than he has taken Minnesota. Minnesota didn't have any sanctions, and, and Tennessee probably will. Minnesota didn't have to play right. Alabama every year. They don't. They don't have to play Georgia every year. They, you know, they, they got some. They got some things going for them. Tennessee don't. So uh, I feel like this. If this is a reach for Tennessee, and maybe they're looking at it like, yeah, it's high risk, high reward. But I just look at it like in their position. I mean, this is essentially a dude. Um, having $10 left to his name and instead of spending it on food to, for his family or for, you know, to, to put it towards the rent or whatever, he says, I'm going to buy 10 lotto tickets. One of them. Be good, right? <laughs> so that's it is a gamble. It it's a gamble. Work. It's a gamble, but he's a good game. He's a good, I mean, obviously everyone has to have a first job. I mean, Nick Saban had a first job too, uh, or a first head coaching job, but, I, I'm just a little surprised. I think, you know, I, I guess maybe it's because at Alabama, you know, we've had a couple of not so great experiences with guys who hadn't been a head coach before and Alabama was their first head coaching job and it just didn't work out well for us. So maybe, maybe that's why I always carry that with me a little bit, but, uh, uh, but Tony Elliott deserves a head coaching opportunity. That that's one thing for sure. When Alabama's situation didn't work out, look, I mean, let's be honest. When Alabama hired Mike Dubos and even hired Mike Shula, no one else was going to hire them to be the head coach. They That's would right. not have been the head coach anywhere else but Alabama because of their connections to Alabama. Tony Elliott is completely different. Tony Elliott has been offered head coaching jobs. Tony Elliott should Clemson be really good again next fall, and there's no reason to believe they won't. If, if Clemson has another 10-win season, Tony Elliott might be offered seven Power 5 head coaching jobs. So he's ready uh, he's a, a solid candidate. Uh, it's a good gamble, but nevertheless, when you're hiring somebody that hadn't done it before, it, it is a gamble. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back uh, tomorrow and we'll be getting you ready for the big Bama versus the big blue bluegrass basketball game. I tried to throw as many B words as I can in there, bitch. <laughs> big blue nation. Yeah, that is one. That's one too, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, Big Blue Nation Tuesday night. Uh, all right, buddy. Roll Tide. All right. Roll Tide.